Ciao. You're listening to EdUp Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Papicello, former president of University of Phoenix and Higher Ed Vagabond. So let's get started. A couple of days ago, I read a press release stating that the governor of New Mexico has signed legislation making college tuition free. And this made me think, you know, maybe it's time we talk a little bit about free college, which is an item that comes up very frequently in presidential campaigns, in uh, gubernatorial campaigns, but not so much in activity once the people who campaigned on it actually get a chance to do something about it. Now, there are about 33 or so state programs that include tuition-free community colleges or universities in the United States. And I wanna get on the table, first of all, it's a great idea. I think that free uh, community college or university uh, curriculum in the United States is a terrific idea. And you would find that if you looked at either some of the, the federal legislation that has been proposed or some of the state programs, they are all very, very well-intentioned. And I would support the concept. However, as is often the case, the devil is in the details. And uh, again, as is often the case, an idea like free college that sounds so simple and straightforward um, as two free years of college is in fact incredibly complex when we start to look at it. And the reason for that is that there are a multitude of moving pieces that need to be put into place before any kind of proposal like this can be realized. And because the fuzziness of how all these pieces work is, is an issue, let's take a look at them and see exactly what would be involved in having free uh, college in the United States. First of all, let's talk about the word free. We're talking about free tuition for students who qualify, and we'll come back to the word qualify in a bit. But these are not free college programs, as in nobody has to pay. Somebody has to pay. I mean, aside from tuition, there are still the matters of paying for facilities, utilities, support systems, faculty. Well, you get it. All of these services are not free. They're going to have to have a business model to support them. And the current model for public higher education involves basically budgetary support from the federal government and states, as well as tuition and endowments, um, and maybe some other sources, depending on the institution. But there's no viable template for how all of these pieces would come together so that the, the uh, education would actually be free. Now, some of the important things about determining which students would benefit from two free years of college is also the definition of what it means to be a student which again would seem straightforward, but not so fast. This is because federal guidelines and measurements are geared to first-time, full-time students. Student success is gauged by the assumption that students go directly from high school into college 
uh, with no delay and then go to uh, school full-time for two years or maybe four if it's a, a university. But that kind of a profile only fits about 25% or maybe less of today's college level students. So today's community college student is in his or her mid twenties, works full-time or part-time, likely has a family and probably has accumulated some post-secondary credits along the way. All these things need to be taken into consideration. This profile has a host of difficulties. So for many students, full-time and on-campus attendance isn't an option. Online options may be better, uh, depending on what programs can be accessed virtually, but online participation often runs counter to what it means in traditional terms to be full-time. That is, students would have to take so many credits in a certain period of time, put in so many hours, and online doesn't actually fit some of those federal and state definitions. And trust me, I've worked with all those definitions, um, trying to mesh them, and it's not a very easy task. Also, it's the case that some students will qualify for prior learning assessment, and they'll need to have life experience assessed and credit awarded. So this means that what it, you know, what is two years of free college? The two years is going to be a moving target, depending on what these students have done in their previous academic life and their life experience. So that leads us to, well, what's the actual amount of time that it might take to complete two years of work? So now we can't even define two years, <clears throat> excuse me. One last perspective here to consider is that this, there's a, an array of unintended consequences that could come from ne the necessity of states and federal governments having to cooperate in a free college system. The most common proposal has the federal government pointing up 75% of the uh, amount of money needed to support this system, and states ponying up the other 25%. Uh, and all of this would include various kinds of federal and state grants and so forth, but comes to about $10 billion annually. Um, so this is interesting. There's no plan to mandate any of this. Uh, federal government cannot mandate state participation um, because states essentially run education in the United States. So some states might choose to participate, others might decline, and others might do something uh, or perhaps nothing at all. So as you can see, this is getting into a variety of, uh, of issues. Um, Let's talk about, for instance, just quickly, who is who qualifies to be a student? Is free college free for everybody? Or is it free only for low-income students? What about middle-income students who have some money but still need some help? What about higher-income students? Do they participate in free college? So how do we determine? What is the cutoff for income? for a student before they 
do qualify or don't qualify. If we looked state by state, we'd have to look at things like median state income and who's above it and who's below it and how much would they qualify for depending on how far above or below they might be. Now, I'm not trying to, to be a Debbie Downer here, but I'm saying that sometimes a really good idea and free college is a really good idea needs to be better thought through with all the moving pieces considered. Now, recently, Martha Cantor, who is the CEO of uh, a national initiative that is designed to increase affordability and uh, completion rates for all students. Uh, and she's the CEO of College Promise, which is what this institution uh, initiative is called, has had an interesting take on the whole free college concept. Now, let me say that Martha Cantor uh, was also a former undersecretary of education, and I worked with her when I was on a federal advisory committee. She's also a former community college president and once turned me down for a position, but that's neither here nor there. But Martha probably knows more about higher education funding models than anyone else. And this College Promise Initiative, of which she is the CEO, has done an enormous amount of research on how these programs would work. Martha's take on this whole thing is the following. Drum roll, please. She thinks it would take five to 10 years before we can get the metrics right on who students are, what funding mechanisms are available, um, and how those metrics would apply to various students. Second of all, we would need to determine eligibility requirements at probably both the, fate, uh, the federal and state levels, but individually by state. And last, and perhaps most importantly, she says that it would take this five to 10 year period to stabilize the funding stream, as she puts it, which means trying to figure out who's going to give how much money and where that money is going to come from. Now, as an aside, and this is my aside, not Martha's, this money, both federal and state, has got to come from someplace. Now, we've been told a number of times that our taxes are not going to go up in the United States. And in some cases, that's probably true. There are probably some taxes that are not going to go up. However, you need to look at how states fund their higher education and education initiatives in general. And in almost every case, you'll find that it comes from taxes. What this means is that not only is this not free for everybody, but taxpayers are going to fund these programs ultimately because there's not another source that has been identified that would work. So in a nutshell, sort of a big nasty nutshell, this is what the free college initiative faces if it's gonna actually be implemented. Do I think it can be implemented? Yes. 
I, I think that with people like Martha Cantor out there uh, working behind the scenes or sometimes in front of the scenes, there's a real possibility that systems can be worked out, but it's not going to be quick and it's not going to be easy. And I agree with Martha that if we could do it, it is going to take some amount of time so that it can be done rationally. Okay, that's my rant for today on free college. I will invite you to stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Ciao.